All right. So I remember saying in one episode that I was going to talk about entertaining angels. So let me do that now while I'm thinking about it. So entertaining angels. All right. Let me tell you first why most believers don't have angelic encounters. The reason why is, again, you can point back to secularism. Secularism has instilled in us that spirituality is a small part of life. It taught us that that really the, the natural determines the supernatural or the spiritual and not the other way around. In other words, right, only part of spirituality that is accepted in secular thinking is religion, which is you controlling God. Secularism really, really discourages God having an impact on you or um, more specifically that God determines principles that impact the natural realm through spiritual forces. Let me say that again. Secularism tries to get you to not to see that this natural world is governed by principles that God gives the spiritual world. And so the, the forces of light that we should pay attention to more than any forces of darkness. However, again, secularism doesn't mind if you do that. Um, um, uh, or angels, right? Now, just just while while I'm while I just brought that up, it's so interesting that you you can see in secularism how we have in a secular society we have a concept of demons and devils. And when you see demons and devils, they are fierce, they're strong, they have superpowers. Let me give you an example. I went on this roller coaster ride um, this year um, and Six Flags Great Adventures, and it had something called a demon coaster, something like that. Had this big, huge gargoyle beast, you know, with like, you know, like with it had wings and it had like the horns and the and fangs and tongue sticking out. And you know what? That's what that may look like to the unbeliever. But to me, devils don't look like that. Devils don't look scary. They don't look scary to me. In fact, that's how that scary image is how I look the devils. It's the other way around. I don't like that. Like, like again, secularism, right? Because of its mispositioning of the kingdom of light and the and the role that God has in the world puts things, puts the spiritual world in the wrong place and puts what's in control and impactful in the spiritual realm in the wrong place. It just, just constantly does that. Because again, it wants you, sec, the goal of secularism for you to doubt. And the way it gets you to doubt is to have ideologies and even worldviews that that just 
eliminate God. Reduce God to just religion and what you control. Now, getting back, so how do you entertain angels? So you entertain angels, the first thing you have to do is you are going to have to go against the grain of what you consider rational thinking. Yep, you're going to have to. And let me just tell you, let me just, let me show you how to do this. Or let me explain what I'm, what I'm trying to say by example. So let me give you an example, real life example. So several years ago, we started encountering lost and found angels, right? This is my family and I, we started encountering them, right? What's a lost and found angel? Well, lost and found angel, uh, angels that, that take things that you lost and place them in places where you can find them again. And see, instantly, I hope some of your mind, people's mind go, oh, come on, Rod. That's just, you just overlooked what you saw and then you, and then, then you saw it again. No, I mean, literally, like there was things, physical objects that, that you lost, you look for, and then they appeared in places that you didn't never expect it for them to happen. All right, I'm gonna give you some real life examples. First time, now, now before I before I give you an example, I have to tell you this. The reason why, like, like when I'm about to say, you have to take it with faith. Do not discredit. Be very careful about discrediting what I'm about to say, being skeptical or scrutinize what I'm going to say because it will impact your ability to entertain or have angelic um, encounters because entertain it, because it's just like how with Zachariah, when Michael appeared before him, he was like, and he was doubting and questioning what Michael was saying is that that questioning that we do is what limits us from having angelic encounters. So now going back to my, to my example, um, real life examples. So the first occurrence of a, a lost and found angels when one day I, I got somebody sent us a check. I think it was check was for like, I forget what it was. It was like a, um, a check from like a, a bank or something like that, like some or insurance company, like you overpaid something or, and they had, they sent us a check. Right. Um, and I lost this check and we couldn't find it. One day I opened my closet, right? This is a, this is a closet in my mud room. So it's often used a lot, a lot. And the check was literally just sitting on like on top of the, the, the shoes that were on the floor. All right. When that happened, because we when that happened, the first thing I said was I praised God for it happening. And the next thing a thought came to my mind was, did an angel put that there? And me being naive said, yes, the angel must have put that there because no, no, there was no way anybody else did that. Right. Now, if I would have said, 
Oh, no, Angel did that. Somebody else did that. Maybe one of the kids just did it and they just put it there, right? If I tried to come up with a rational answer, I probably would have not had any further encounters with lost and found angels. That's what a lot, a lot of times things happen. A lot of times we don't have angelic encounters is because when we do have them, we we um, explain them. Excuse me. We explain them away. Right. So you you get, you can't explain away your angelic encounters. Let me tell you another time this happened. This happened to my daughter. I gave her a ring. Right. Um, on like her 16th birthday, she's always misplacing this ring. Well, she goes to Colorado to go to um, Bible college. And she's like, I lost my ring. Right. She actually lost it before she went to Colorado. And we have already had several encounters with lost and found angels. And I told her, just pray, ask God to, to, to have the lost and found angels bring back your, your ring. Okay, she prayed. One day, she was doing her laundry, and in the dryer, she just sees the ring there. And this is in Colorado. She hasn't had the ring, you know, right? Now, here, here's the, the, somebody explain. oh, she had it in her clothes and so on. You do that, you will limit your encounters with angelic beings, all right? Now, I'm going to give you this last one. I like this one. This one is so amazing. You know, like a ratchet set, right? I had this 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 um piece for my ratchet set. I have been searching for it for months and 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 months. And I asked God, Lord, could you just have the lost and found angels bring it to me? I find this piece the other day sitting, you know, sitting right where I put my wallet at every day. You know how you may have like a place where you put your wallet and keys every day. You always there every day. I see that piece there. There's no way that piece could have got there unless it was an angel. But I don't even like to do that 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 level of thinking. I don't like to do that. Like, you know, like to say, well, it must have been an angel. because No, no, nope, nope. We know it's there. All right. So that was your tip on how to entertain angels.